High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, Team Jacob, Team Edward, all you twihards out there. And of course, a special shout out to those of you who are like me, who'd never seen a single second of a Twilight movie before. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez. And the party's at my place this evening. But first, school is still in session. And we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment. And I would like to see the results. Well, first of all, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Decade 2020. We're here. We're in the 20s. We're in those roaring 20s again. That's so uh, interesting. It's just interesting to say... 2020. Regardless, it's going to be a cool year. It's going to be an awesome year. It's going to be a great year here at High School Slumber Party. But let's talk about the years past. Let's talk about your past homework. Did you listen to last week's episode? It wasn't on any particular film, but it was on all the films, kind of. The Godfather himself, Joey Lewandowski, stopped by. He was over to chat about Films of all decades, the best films of the last decade, the best films of the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and we kind of rated them and we said which one we liked the best, which one produced the most iconic high school-centric films. You guys voted too. It was an awesome episode. We ended the year on a high note. It was one of my favorites of the whole year. You definitely want to check that out. And of course, you could check it out at cageclub.me, that's cageclub.me, which is, you know, our home, the flagship, it has so many other great podcasts, you want to listen to all of them, Keanu Club, Cage Club, Now and Again, Monkey Club, a lot of other clubs, I'm trying to name ones that I usually don't name, Third Time's a Charm, I usually name that, but, you know, there's a lot of great, great shows there, my other show, P.S. I Love Hoffman, which is the Philip Seymour Hoffman podcast. Of course, I host that with the Foodie Films man himself, Kyle Reintreid, the host of Foodie Films. So again, a lot of great content, a lot of great things to bring in the new year with. And of course, you could listen to us where you're listening to us right now, whether that be Stitcher, whether that be Spotify, whether that be Apple Podcasts, or whether that be Google Play. And hey, while you're there, you might as well hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. You might as well give us a little five-star rating and maybe a review, hopefully a positive review. Everything helps. Everything helps High School Slumber Party spread its wings. 2020, I want it to be a year of growth. I want to tell more and more people about all the awesome things happening at High School Slumber Party. 
And again, you can help by telling people as well. Tell a friend about High School Slumber Party. Come on, you know you want to. What a great way to begin the year then. And what a great way to begin the year, not just by telling a friend, but by welcoming a little vampire action into your lives, a little bit of a Edward, a little bit of Jacob, a little bit of Bella. Yeah, we're doing it. We're talking Twilight. And we're talking Twilight with one of my favorite guests. If I could have her here every week, I probably would have her here every week. And that's Kate Hudson. You know her from Pajiba. You know her from guesting on this show before. And she's a Twilight fan. She's a Twilight expert. I had not seen a second of Twilight until I watched this one. This is going to be a good one. I promise. You can't wait. And if you're like, Twilight, that's stupid. Give it a chance. Because even if you feel that way, you're going to have a lot of fun. Trust me. Whoa, 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 come on. You know the drill, guys. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. Let's start the year off right. But you know, I can't keep you for too long. I get it, I get it. You're getting sleepy, you want to get into those jammies, and you want to talk about Twilight. So let's do it. Pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's. Because we're about to get our party on. I leave you with a song from the Twilight soundtrack. It's a good soundtrack, and we talk about it here. But this song is entitled, well, it's by Paramore, I know that, and it's called Decode. Class dismissed. out of the way because for some reason we always get to talking and I always forget to do it with you so okay. <laughs> I'm here I'm ready to do the intro the intro of course if you uh, recall it's name high school high school team name whatever okay oh do you just want me to do it yeah go okay <laughs> <laughs> it's this time of year okay my name is Kate Hudson I went to East Anchorage High School um, class of 2002 and our mascot was the Thunderbirds because it was Alaska I don't know what a, I don't know what a thunderbird is. I'm going to be really honest. I just know that our our chant was that we let the dogs out. Love it, love yeah. it. And again, Kate, you've been on this show a couple times now. And mm-hmm. in fact, when we were talking last time with Angus, you kind of brought up. You know, <laughs> I'd known you you love Twilight, but you kind of brought up the need to talk about Twilight. <laughs> Honestly, I think I might have said it last time. There are only a couple things I knew about Twilight before I watched it this morning. One, obviously, it was a book series. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, there's Team Jacob and Team Edward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I knew Kristen Stewart, obviously. I know, obviously, that it was about vampires. But, like, that's kind of it. So you're going to kind of get the keys on this one. Um, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to lean on you a lot here. Don't worry. I'm, I'm a subject matter expert. <laughs> I didn't even know Twilight was a high school film until Connie, you told me the last time. So that's how much of a novice I am. Like, I, I just kind of avoided this entire series <laughs> till now. But guess what? You made such a compelling argument last time that this is opening 2020. This is the first episode of 2020. Yes! I can't so, wait. What a, and what a better way to usher in the year than for Twilight, I guess. <laughs> and guys, this is going to be a series. I don't know how long it's going to take us. You know, I don't know how many episodes. Well, I know how many episodes, obviously, because I know how many movies. But I don't know when we're going to get them all in. But we're doing them all. You are a Twilight virgin no more. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and, you know, I, I want to get the kind of bullshit things I do every week out of the way because I, I feel like this is just going to be one that's you know going to be like a runaway train and we're just going to take off with it so every week I read the back of the DVD and for, for those of you not familiar with Twilight here's the back of the DVD Twilight Bella Swan doesn't expect much when she moves to the small town of Forks Washington until she meets the mysterious and handsome Edward Cullen a boy yeah, <laughs> who's high- <laughs> Who's hiding a dark secret? He's a vampire. <laughs> As their worlds and hearts collide, Edward must battle the bloodlust raging inside of him, as well as a-, a courtier of undead that would make Bella their prey. Based on the oh, number. Yeah. Yes. That's a fancy that's... word for such a shitty series. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Good to know. Based on the number one New York Times bestselling sensation by Stephanie Meyer. Twilight adds a dangerous twist to the classic story of star-crossed lovers. Yes! Yup, I mean... <laughs> well, first I want to be like, star-crossed lovers is not Edward and Bella, so I don't understand why... <laughs> like, it feels like they're, that was just like some English major, like it was their first job out of college, and they were just like trying to like get their money's worth out of their degree? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it, it seems like that's usually the case with these things. I want to ask because I don't want to jump the gun too much. What is your history with the series? Like, how did you get, how did you become a Twilight expert, if you will? I'm so glad you asked that question. You have no idea. Um, <laughs> so I need to start, I need to give you a prologue before I even tell you this. So I was raised a Mormon, and this is really important. I'm not a Mormon anymore because Stephanie Myers is a Mormon, the lady who wrote uh. Twilight. And I, I say that um, to set the context of I read the books before the movies came out. Like, I had never heard of this, like, this series until Breaking Dawn came out. And that's the last book in the series. That's book four. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always like that for me. I didn't hear The Hunger Games, so the third book came out. Like, I'm just not, <laughs> I'm just not very aware, you know? <laughs> so I read the books. And the thing about the books are you literally, and I, I mean that literally, felt yourself getting dumber every like page you turned like wow but it's it but there's so there's something about them it's just like it's i don't know it's like all you can eat mcdonald's fries you know you should only have three fries and move on but you just eat as much as you can <laughs> because that's there and you consume <laughs> so that's the history of the books and then i think the movie came out the next year and i've seen all of them in the theaters I, wow. Well, because it's so I was never sober. Like, I mean, I should I should point that out. <laughs> like, I guess I should explain my love for this series. It is not um it's not an ironic love. I genuinely love it, but it's also 
like you know what you're getting into with Twilight. If you come in with the right expectations, like it is a fucking car crash. <laughs> like I love it so much for what it is. I just love it because it's never, it's always played straight. It's like the set is falling down around the actors <laughs> and like they half-ass everything. Like it's all half-assed, right? Like they had a woman direct the first one. They had a woman write it. And then they inadvertently like were like, oh shit, people will actually see this movie, right? And then they replaced all the women with men for the rest of the movie. Is that for real? Yes. Oh my God. Because I was going to be like, I'm actually surprised. There's like, this is a pretty women-driven film. Yeah. Uh, I always like to bring that up because like, obviously a woman wrote the books. As you mentioned, the writer's a writer is a woman and the director is a woman. I'm like, that is so rare that I hope they continue. I was going to ask you about that. Like, I hope they continue in the series. You answered me. They don't. They do not. (laughs) It's It's everything about these movies are just a fucking train wreck. So here, I truly do love them. Like I love them, but I don't love them in the way that maybe like the soccer mom, like Team Edward, like, the ones that got shit on the Twihards, love them. <laughs> but those are still my people, and I, I get I get so irritated when people just shit on this movie because one, give it a chance. Like you, you're shitting on it because things teenage girls love get shit on. Like let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. And two, it it is a car crash, and it's like a joyous car crash. Like, you have to, like, lean into that. I was going to warn you, but then I've just been going, it's the holiday season, right? So we've all been out and about. But I was going to warn you, like, you have to go in and set expectations with this movie that it's just going to be a train wreck, but you're going to have fun. If you're expecting something good, like, you're in the wrong series. So I will say this, this is by far the best directed and best produced of all the five films, by far and away. Uh, okay, so that, you're answering a lot of my questions here. Um, <laughs> I didn't go in with high expectations. I think, I think if you've never seen Twilight, and then you go into it with high expectations in 2019 <laughs> slash 2020, like, where have you been living? You know, like, <laughs> it obviously does not have a great reputation. Um but I, I think you made an interesting comment about the, like, you're a McDonald's thing. Because, like, people who, like, talk shit on, like, fast food, like, fuck them because they're expecting too much of it. So yeah. I, could, I could see where you're coming from here. Like, take it for what it is, right? Like, don't come in with a chip on your shoulder. Just know you're going to watch a bored Mormon housewife's wet dream about <laughs> a sexually frustrated, emotionally abusive vampire. <laughs> actually talk about what this movie is about it's so what the fuck it's glory like twilight is it should be in the same category as the room like that's <laughs> the type of people who should be watching twilight and embracing it but they've never given it a chance and you know it's so funny like this movie is for better or worse such a cultural impact that what you just said as crazy as it is is totally acceptable now but pre-twilight if you said that like you know supernatural teenage vampire you know, whatever the hell this is, it's like, what the hell? This is such, like, a culturally impacting film that everyone knows it. I don't know if everyone has seen it. Or I should say the series, at least, counting the books. That, you know, I I don't know why it's taken me so long to watch it, but here we are. (laughs) Because, and, like, and here's the best, best, best thing, and you would only know this if you're Mormon. It's a lot of fucking Mormon propaganda, too. Like, a lot. Really? Oh, my God. 
Yeah, like, so in the books, and I don't, I've never watched it with this eye to the movies, but she never says, oh my God, because you're not allowed to do that in Mormonism. She's all about cooking, um, which is very much impressed on young Mormon women, like young girls, you teenagers. Oh. This is what you do. They're always playing fucking volleyball, and I don't know what it is, but it's <laughs> such a Mormon sport. I'm not even kidding. Like, and like the values and like the interactions between Bella and Edward, that is so just Mormon bullshit that I love it for that too. Okay, so like again, you, you're just reading my mind. Maybe you're Edward. I don't know. But, <laughs> but you're reading my mind because like one of the things I had in my notes is for a, a movie directed and written by women. There's a lot of like old school, like she's Mormon. Yeah, well, I didn't know. <laughs> you know, like like, <laughs> like this is kind of like a, what a woman should do, and this is what a man should do, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like and it was like, whoa, this wasn't that long ago. This is 2008, and I know the culture's <laughs> changed a lot since then. But I was like, this is I don't know. It just you know felt very old fashioned, like like you know him having to take care of her, and like you know what I'm saying. Okay, so the context is, is Stephanie Meyer, she's talked about this. She had a dream once about a sparkling vampire. And she's like, oh, I have to turn this into a book. And the thing about the books are they're so poorly written. Like, it's all purple prose. It's all like they, these idiots say each other's names way too much to each other. Like, and the best, the best part about the books, and you'll see it more with movie two, is that literally nothing happens until the last 40 pages. There's, <laughs> there's no plot. It's just navel-gazing and Bella being perfect and Edward being perfect and, like, no other girl understands her and blah, 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 blah. So the, the crux of the movie when the bad vampires, like, start to chase her, that literally doesn't come until, like, the last 50 pages. I'm not kidding. Wow. There's no plot. <laughs> there's no fucking plot to these books. And there's no consistency. So, like, I don't want to give too many spoilers for later on. I will just say one of the major plot points uh, in Twilight is that, you know, they come across the bad vampires for reasons, like, super unknown. And then, like, for the thinnest excuse ever, they decide to go after Bella because she's so irresistible. (laughs) Like, these dumb motherfuckers take her to Phoenix, which is where (laughs) she's from. They're like, oh, you're safe here. But, okay, but here's the thing. There is a fucking private island they own in the middle of the ocean, which just magically happens in book four. Oh, my goodness. And uh, you're like, yeah, why didn't you take her there as opposed to Phoenix? You, you say, you know, again, you keep reading my mind because, like, yeah, they were, even in the film, they, they repeat a lot of things, especially, like, where they are. <laughs> so like, how many times do they have to say Phoenix in this film? Like, we get it. We know where we, like. Oh, there's so many inconsistencies. So I'll give you one other heads up because it's I, I, I caught it today. I'm like, wait a second. So there's this whole, it's amazing. There's this like cult of vampires called the Volturi that sort of like sit above all the vampires in the world. And they're fucking Italian. Like they're, they're based in Italy. And so like when they're making Italian food, they're like, well, you're Italian, right? And they have no connection to Italy. But in the next movie, they're like, oh no, we've known about these guys for years. In fact, Carla used to hang with them in Italy. Like oh there's God. just, there's no consistency, <laughs> which is what I love. Like, okay, one of my favorite parts about these movies is the makeup. 
because it's so bad. Like you will see the line where the white makeup ends on their jaw. And there's multiple points in this movie where on Edward, you'll see his like very pink chest come out like in school or something. Cause they just didn't bother to put the makeup on okay, his yeah, chest. I, I have questions about that because like, also, I don't know if you noticed, but sometimes you can see that they're wearing contact lenses. Of course. Not, not I, that I mean, like you could see the eyes different color. Like you could see where the contact, the contact lens ends. It gets even better because eventually some of the actors, the one who plays um, Esme, just stop wearing the contacts happening in the movie series. <laughs> like, they straight up refuse. Wow. There's For, no uh, consistency. And just refresh my memory. How many films slash five. books? There's four books, five movies. And the fourth okay. book, I don't know. <laughs> I can't wait till you get to it because there's no conflict for the first half of that book. So there's no conflict for the movie. So they have to create conflict. And <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. We're, I think, you know, I think we're going to have a lot of fun today. Uh, quickly, this cast. So good. Kristen Stewart, um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Bella. Like, that's something I obviously knew, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Robert Pattinson, of course. Our we, we we actually just talked about him on uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire because he was in that film. And, Cedric. Yes, <laughs> and apparently he's our new Batman. I love him. He, I love him. I like them both. You know, who we know them to be today. I find it so crazy that like this is kind of where they got their starts. You know, like. Um, it's I like, love it. Bella does not feel like a Kristen Stewart character. <laughs> is that, does that make sense, or am I, like, crazy? Both. I think you're crazy, but I also think it makes sense. But you have to understand, you have different contexts, because you're coming into the series now, versus yeah, yeah. us people who 100%. have been since... Like, I saw this stupid movie November 2008 in the theater. So, to me, those people are, like, Edward and Bella, and then they've built upon that, versus now you, like, you're trying to basically, like, reconstruct their foundation, because it's such a terrible movie. <laughs> okay, I did not know Anna Kendrick was in this film. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, she plays Jess, who basically only exists to demonstrate that other women are jealous of Bella. It's so good! <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, Taylor Lautner, of course, and as Jacob. His terrible wig. The terrible wig. He doesn't continue with that, right? Or does he? Like No. So New Moon is his movie, so he gets super jacked and then cuts off all his hair. But don't don't worry, there's still really bad hair in all the movies. <laughs> gotcha. And I was kind of surprised that his role wasn't bigger in this. But again, I, I'm assuming, like you said, I mean, you you know, kind of clarified that that he'll get his own kind of film which is you know that should be fun <laughs> um i can't wait that that is such a barrel of what the fuck for i i don't do any research on that movie before you watch I, I won't i won't trust me um <laughs> okay so the whole like wolf thing obviously i know it exists because uh, you know i live in america and society and stuff but and i don't know much else about it i don't even know what they look like to be honest with you <laughs> So, so that should be interesting. But how heavy-handed are, like, the allusions to it in this? Like, at one point he's like, like, oh, I leave you for a second and the wolves come out. And he's, like, smirking. I'm like, oh, like, come on. Like, we get it. Are you you really looking for subtlety and nuance in a Twilight movie? I don't know. I don't, I, and again, I'm not (laughs) complaining because I'll say right off the bat, I thought this was going to be worse. 
Um, Good. And I promise you after this conversation, if you ever go back and revisit this movie, you will have more fun watching it. Oh, I mean, yeah. And, and again, I had fun, but I, I definitely agree with you because first time you watch anything, especially if you're not familiar with the subject matter, you know, you're, you're really following the plot along or trying. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I'll definitely watch it again. Probably when we do the second one, I'll rewatch this one so I can go into that one. It will um, give you joy. I pro- like, oh, I love it so much. Yeah, there's no subtle. There's like, it, they're going to hit you over the head with everything because that's how the book is written. <laughs> and I love that she, <laughs> not to get ahead of ourselves, but I love how she fucking has to Google vampire. Oh my like, God. And more, more importantly, kind of, yeah, she has to Google it and we have to watch her Googling it. <laughs> Like, that totally, if it needs to happen, should exist off camera, you know? Like, it's, it's, but the best part is, too, is, like, she's so stupid and, like, they're, they're so culturally insensitive that their portrayal of Native Americans and the Quaalude tribe is so atrocious. Is that and a real so, tribe? Yeah. And oh, they, my God. Why? They weren't happy. They were not happy. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> like, all those places are real, like La Push, Forks, all that crap's real. Oh. I mean, I've heard of La Push. I didn't know Forks was real. And it is the rainiest, like, part of America. <laughs> it's totally like the author. I mean, I don't know, but like, it seems like she just Googled rainiest part of America. A hundred percent she did. Uh, so this is what I was thinking today, too, not to like jump all around. So Bella comes back to Forks because that's where her dad is the town sheriff realistically her family should be around there because if you're the sheriff of a small town and that's like your whole world chances are you probably grew up there right one would think so where the fuck are bella's grandparents especially because in the books by the way her parents had her at 18 so charlie's supposed to be 36 in this oh movie. really yeah so presume by the way because that's how early more get married and have kids um, so where are her grandparents? Where is extended family? Why does Forks exist unto itself? Like, <laughs> so many questions. Oh, that, oh yeah. And, and a lot of them, again, I'm going to ask you them because they are high school ones. Just one more person, unless you have someone you want to bring up in the cast, but one more person I want to bring up is Peter Fascinelli, who plays yep, that's, yep. Dr. Cullen, and we last talked about him on this podcast, and can't hardly wait. Love that movie. So, this is... awesome. <laughs> You know what I love about this is that he thought this was going to be his big breakout leading man role. And eventually after the series wraps, he leaves Jenny Garth, Kelly Taylor. And then what happens to him? Nothing. Wow. I love it. Wow. I I didn't know that. That's okay. So many nuggets in there. Right. Okay. Like not to get you too excited, but after this movie got like popular and was a success, they really upped the name brand recognition of all the supporting cast they bring in. Yeah. Well, that's another thing I guess I know from the series. Like there's this image I've seen of Michael Sheen, like yes, laughing, laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's, oh my God. I can't wait till you get to him. Okay. So, so good. here's a question I have for you. Because um, okay. I'm so removed from this. You know, you're implying that they didn't, like, try hard on this film, and I could see that, but wasn't the book series popular? Like, or was it not until... It's the... so... Inex- no, it was mega popular. It is inexplicable how half-assed, like, the production of this is. And, like, what's really confusing is that Catherine Hardwick literally spun shit... In, I guess I need to stop saying literally. She spun shit into gold. 
Like she took a horrible book and somehow made like a pretty intimate portrayal of like a fledgling teenage romance that is super unhealthy and super abusive, but she made it palatable and she made it seem really, you know, intense and intimate. And she, she crafted something cohesive out of nothing. And it's just weird that she can do that, but the makeup artist can't extend like the vampire paint down to us. Like Twilight is like an enigma. And it's so fascinating how they'll get all these name brand people like Michael Sheen, uh, what's her face? Dakota Fanning, Rami Malik shows up. Like wow. Lee Pace. Like it's a great cast. Maggie Grace. But then they're like, eh, let's just bleach the shit out of your hair, show your roots. No one's gonna buy you as blonde. That's cool. <laughs> you got this, right? Or it's uh, so I like to call Twilight the best baseball movie of all time because <laughs> <laughs> it is. And it's like, couldn't they work with Alice, who's a pitcher who has terrible form and it, like for whatever reason keeps raising her leg to her head as she pitches? So her form is so bad that it's distracting. Like, why do I care about baseball in this film, right? Like, I, I don't really care about baseball in this film. I'm not watching for like their skill level. They're obviously vampires, but like when the ball comes out of her hand is not when it should be coming out of her hand. Exactly. When, like, like, and it's to the, the distracting point. I was like, what? Yes, <laughs> and it's like. They can't do that bare minimum of research. It's like, these people are vampires. They should be better. And they don't do it. But at the same time, Catherine Hardwick does a really good job with the source material. So it's truly inexplicable. That's the word for this saga, if you will. It's inexplicable. <laughs> I, of course, vampires, you know. <laughs> from, from what you're telling me, it's probably inconsistent. But can you explain to me the rules of vampires in <laughs> This Twilight you know, society. Obviously, this isn't like Anne Rice vampires or anything like that. Uh, you mean like how our vampires who are going to be immortal and live forever inexplicably want to be monogamous? Like it's like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> if you, you want that same like piece of strange for the rest of eternity? Okay. I guess um, it could be the Mormon influence, as you're saying. It's 100% the Mormon influence. It's amazing. <laughs> They mate for life. It's so good. They're like penguins. Um, like it's so much worse. So the, rules, <laughs> the rules of vampire is this. If they bite you, you turn into one. But they can't typically stop because the smell of human blood puts them into a frenzy. So that's different from like your traditional Dracula. They bite you, you have to bite them and blood gets swapped. So these vampires sparkle in the sun rather than die. So nothing can really kill them in this movie. And it's um, not even that bad. It's one of the more shocking things of the film that, like, it's not... I mean, I think, uh, first I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool that they don't have to exist at night. Like, they just can't hit direct sunlight or they'll die. But then when they hit direct sunlight... And it's not even, like, crazy sparkles in this film. It's just, no. like, I don't know. Like, I, I was like, the stakes are not that high for being a vampire. Like, you, no. you know? And... <laughs> Like, oh, okay, so if you're not a vegetarian, like the Cullens, um, and the Hales, by the way, in the book, the, the the vampire teenagers, half of them are called Hales, half of them are Cullens, they're all, quote-unquote, like, adopted foster children, adopted or foster children of Carlisle and Esme. So if you're a vegetarian like the Cullens, you don't eat humans, and so your eyes are golden amber, and the farther away you get from your feeding on, like, deers and mountain lions, the darker your eyes get. However, if you're not a vegetarian vampire, your eyes are red. Oh. And there's, yeah, so you have an 
and you should actually know you did encounter so the three bad vampires laurent james and victoria if they had bothered to put their contacts in and i think at least one shot they did um you'd see that their eyes were red gotcha gotcha okay good um, to know i'm just you know it's, it's important to know the rules for these things Oh, well, we, and here's the most important poorly applied rule is that some of them have special powers and some of them don't. <laughs> I didn't really understand that. Nobody does. It's great. And Edward seems to have 90% of them. Well, they'll start to show the other ones. So of the, of the Cullens, uh, what's her face? Alice has one. She has visions, but her visions are so bullshit. <laughs> so, so she has them. Jasper has it, which you're not, I think they introduced that in the second movie. And I'm still like sort of amorphous on what Jasper's abilities are, but basically he can make you feel things. So he can like make you feel sad or happy or blah, 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 blah. Edward can read minds and that's it for the Cullens. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But he's also, I mean, it's not that he's a special power, but he's like the fastest, right? Oh, I don't know. I, I think that was implied in the family. Like, you know, he was like catching balls that were very far. In the, I don't know. <laughs> Here's the thing about Twilight. Things will get thrown out and then never referenced again. That's one of those things. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Good to know then. Um, <laughs> I mean, now that we have that out of the way, like, let, let's... What do you want to talk about with this film? The floor is yours. Like, you're going to be leading more than me today because you're so passionate about this. I want people to share your feelings for Twilight or at least understand them because again like you said you actually enjoy this you're not like here to just shit on this franchise no I I watch it a lot I don't know why it's just one of those movies I can have on in the background and there's always something to like be entertained with while I clean my house or something or laugh with or at so something I noticed this time around today was literally like three or four times Edward's like, I'm going to kill you. And Bella will just go, I trust you. And it's like, that's not an appropriate response to when a dude tells you he wants to kill you. No. Oh, my God. And not even like, yeah, her. It, it's crazy. But, you know, teenagers sometimes make dumb decisions. That's something we see a lot on this show. But then... While her parents seem concerned, they should be more concerned, if that makes sense. You know, like... Who lets their 17-year-old daughter leave their home in the middle of the night and drive to fucking Phoenix? Who does that? He seemed... Yeah, the dad seemed very, like, (laughs) chill about that. Like, obviously he wasn't happy, but he didn't really do much to stop it. And it wasn't that he... Like, he didn't seem like he was afraid or anything he was like like is it because of me am i being a bad father all right you know it's like it's like charlie man up take your keys away you're the grown-up you dummy how did this guy like become a sheriff why is he a 36 year old sheriff (laughs) that's another question i was going to say like how did they let this guy have a gun but this is america so forget that but like (laughs) i don't know how this guy rose up the well the ranks in this small town i know it's a small town but like you said, he, he's younger, or he's supposed to be, and he seems like a pushover, so I don't really understand. Nothing. Don't, like, you can't question Twilight. You just gotta accept it. <laughs> accept Twilight into my life, I suppose. Yeah, this this is what this is now. This is what we're doing. It's so good. Like, And also, that truck is a beater truck. Why would you let somebody... Like, presumably, that is, like, a 12-hour drive across... Three states lines in the middle of the night. 
Especially when Edward has this, like, fancy Volvo that he drives. Like, why are they taking her truck? If she's the one they're looking for, I know they could smell her, but oh my god. The moment you start to question any, like, character motivations, it all falls apart. It's so good. (laughs) It's it's so good. And again, why Phoenix? These people are loaded. They have access to everything. And they're like, no, let's go back to Phoenix. It's cool. Why? Oh man, it's almost like they want to prove that one vampire, what's her name again, the one who could see the future? Alice. It's like they almost want to prove Alice's things rather than her predict them. Like, oh, she thinks they're going to go to Phoenix, let's just go to Phoenix. I mean, I I would say that the people who made the movie are very constrained by the source material because the source, this is all source material. This is a very faithful adaption Mm. of the book. Okay, so I was going to ask that. It's it's basically one-to-one, only... Somehow they managed to create tension when there is none. So, <laughs> like the whole Bella Edward thing is so good. Don't you love when she first walks in and he looks so disgusted? It's so good. Because <laughs> he's trying not to kill her. Because she's so irresistible. <laughs> you were gone. Yeah. Um, I was out of town for a couple of days. Personal reasons. Uh, Profase. Do you mind if I uh, look? It's Proface. Well, like I said. So you enjoying the rain? <laughs> what? You're asking me about the weather? Yeah, I. I guess I am. I don't really like the rain. Any cold, wet thing, I don't really... (laughs) What? Nothing. Uh, (laughs) It's uh, anaphase. You mind if I check? Sure. Anaphase. Like I said. If you hate the cold and the rain so much, why'd you move to the wettest place in the continental US? I don't like I don't know how I feel about the acting in this film. Um I, I don't know if it's their fault. I don't know. Or they're like, this is how the source material is, so we need to play it up that way. Like, I don't want to say it's bad, but it's very apparent, if it makes sense. Like, there's very little subtlety. There's nothing subtle about Twilight, so don't expect that. Do you like Peter, uh, I can never say his name right, uh, Peter Facinelli, Facinelli's horrible, like, accent that should not be there? All their accents. And it's like a throwaway line, like, oh, they're they're from, you know, olden times. So their accents, like, that's not how it works. Your friend moves to London for for two years. You're starting to hear their accent change, you know? Like, they wouldn't have old-fashioned accents. And they're not even old-fashioned accents. Like, sometimes Edward sounds like he's from Brooklyn. Like, I don't understand. Because that, no, so that's, that's just English actors can never do it. 
very good American accent. That's that was that. Fair, fair, but I don't know. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing that's ever gonna like. You can't go into Twilight expecting anything to make sense. You just have to ride that crazy wave. <laughs> and so my favorite thing to do with my friends because I have. Um, other friends who love Twilight as much as me is every time we play a drinking game is every time like Bella is like special <laughs> we, we say out loud she's special and then we take a shot <laughs> and we get very drunk doing it <laughs> I'm more I mean I think like most people are more drawn to a flawed protagonist and I know they have their quote-unquote flaws here but they're like <laughs> so so perfect like <laughs> but it's so half-assed that's the best part they're like oh Bella's special but they do nothing to show it they do nothing and it's not deserved and they never bother to address I, it I was trying to like in my mind do things where that I shouldn't have like she goes to her new high school she's moved from Phoenix and everyone is paying attention to her yeah. and everyone wants special. to talk to her well yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought there was like maybe already a vampire spell on her or like there was more vampires than we thought. And and that's why. But it just seems like it's just everyone instantly likes her. Yes. The entire book is about how Bella doesn't realize. Okay. First off, her name is Bella Swan. Like, hello. Think about that for a second. Like, it's how clumsy she is. And she doesn't know how smart and funny and wonderful. And literally in the books. Every single guy she encounters in her school asks her out at one point. Like, it's just like, it is, you have to contextualize this as a bored, horny Mormon housewife's wet dream. And then it all makes sense. (laughs) Oh, boy. I mean, I guess that does make sense. Um, And it's, I don't, it's somehow like this cultural zeitgeist of like, I don't know. I don't know. There's something about this stupid story that is still very compelling. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. Like, I I can't say I was bored, you know? No. It's it's like you're just dropped in the middle of like a what the fuck soup and the movie's just like, well, swim your way out. And it doesn't, it will never signpost anything for you. It will not be consistent. It's, I just, I love it for that. I do. I really do. I don't know if I've said this enough. The quality drops precipitously after this movie. Honestly, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. (laughs) It's so bad. Oh, man. It's just, I'm excited. I'm curious to where, like, the wolf thing goes and all that. It goes nowhere. This whole (laughs) nothing will go anywhere. I mean, it, it's clear that you know, as we while we don't see the team Jacob versus Team Edwardness, oh, you will go against each other. But it's clear that there are things brewing here. It's, uh, oh my god, I can't wait till you get to the end of the conclusion of that because it is so what the fuck. It is a thing <laughs> of beauty. Like the last movie is so fucked up it is a crescendo of insanity like you think it's bad now just wait well that's good like i'm glad like when things build to like what the fuckness like that's a good thing and it starts from a place of what the fuck like if you didn't see any other movie in this saga you'd be like this weird fucked up movie it's about a virgin sexually frustrated vampire who is emotionally abusive (laughs) it's like, and we're supposed to root for him. It's, it's crazy. I, that, that's yeah, that's confusing too. Like, also, if you've been alive for 
you know, over a hundred years. Well, when when was he born? I forgot. He died of the Spanish influenza. So he's like he's like born in like late 1890s. So when this book was written in like 2004ish, he'd be like 114 years old. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so if he's like been around for 114 years, and where every other vampire is paired up, and he's still single, <laughs> clearly like someone you want to avoid, you know? Like, right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Okay, so this is high school slumber party. We gotta talk about high school. I'm just gonna fly out and say this. Why is he going to high school? <laughs> That's the best part. Why are these fucking fires? We're all at least a hundred years old, subjecting themselves to high school every time. Like every I'm year. sorry, absolutely. I do not understand it. Is there a truancy officer searching the woods, making sure he goes? <laughs> like I, do, I don't understand. Like I, like, and he's like, oh, you know, I go from high school to high school. Why? <laughs> so, like, who wants to be seventeen years old in high school? rest of eternity (laughs) (laughs) and it doesn't make sense so there's a throwaway line where he's like we found it's easier to stay in the place longer start younger that's why they make the high school but let's also not forget that in the books uh carlisle the the daddy vampire is 26 years old so think about this for a second. No one's batting an eyelash that this doctor moves to town with his foster and adopted kids. They're all hooking up. They're all couples. And he's 26 years old. And in Forks, he runs the hospital. Like, it does, like... Okay, why work? I thought they were going to say that, like, this is where he gets, like, blood, like, from people who lose blood or something. No, That's no. why he works there. Nope. He just likes to be a doctor. Like, yep. you know, I guess... <laughs> Maybe maybe for the money to afford the lifestyle. I don't know. Um, but they're they, immortal. They could rob banks or something. like. They can, and they're loaded, too. They are loaded. They have hundreds of millions of dollars because of compounding interest. Carlisle's been a vampire for 500 years. That's true. Then it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And again, I know it's not supposed to make sense. But just from a, a perspective of... Just from... Carlisle, from, yeah. Yeah, I, it just, like... There's very little motivation. Um <laughs> If, okay, so that house is in the middle of nowhere, like their their vampire lair or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I thought they like custom built it, you know. Apparently not, because it does have a kitchen. Maybe if they get like searched or something, like oh, we do have a kitchen, even though they don't eat. But there's no beds in the be- well. There's no beds in Edward's bedroom. <laughs> I, you know, like so, so. One of my questions there, and I guess it's answered because like maybe the Mormon thing or something. But I was like, where do they have sex? And so okay, so I don't remember what book it's in but basically edward's talking about how he's so lonely at night all the other vampires go off to bone all night because they're all technically married in vampire world so he's just listening to his adopted brothers and sisters and his parents just fornicate just fuck the night away oh boy it's so good (laughs) if you think of this as like a severely just fucked up teenage boy who has to just like he's been a virgin for 114 years (laughs) and he emotionally abuses his girlfriend he gaslights the shit out of her yeah i mean (laughs) stalking there's so much and he wants to kill her he literally wants to kill her and tells her this and it's like oh that's okay i trust you I think there's something that they could have done with someone who theoretically is perpetually stuck having to go to high school and perpetually has to be 17 
you know, for for some reason, like, because that would really suck. Yes. But that's kind of not what they do here. And just to no. touch on something we were saying, he doesn't look 17, you know, like he could pass for pretty much not any age, but, you know, he could definitely pass for an adult and get whatever job he wanted to if he really wanted a job like his quote unquote dad, you know, but like it's creepy that he chooses to go to high school. watch his significantly younger teenage girlfriend fucking sleep <sighs> it's but- creepy that he comes into her bedroom it's creepy that he wants to kill her it's creepy that he gaslights her it's creepy that he constantly tells her that he's the villain like there's there's nothing not creepy about their relationship <laughs> but my what might be the most creepy thing of all is that it's played as it's romantic like it's romantic <laughs> oh god just think of this. We are describing a horror movie, a vampire stalking <laughs> human and gaslighting her and yet bringing him to her, like her to his family and putting her in danger and then wanting to control her. This is a horror movie. And you're right. It's played like a beautiful teenage romance. I love it. It's so good. Like, um, think about that for a second. Like that is so supremely fucked up. It, yeah. I, uh, I'm surprised this didn't screw up America more than it did. Well, so that's been a lot of, like, the shitting on Twilight is, oh, it's, like, it's a horrible relationship. This shouldn't be hashtag relationship goals. But, like, you know what? No one fucking says, like, about Iron Man, oh, we don't like the way Tony treats Pepper Potts. Oh, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, that sort of feedback and that sort of scrutiny and that sort of shitting on only is ever exclusively related to things teenage girls like and people think that teenagers aren't smart enough to be like no this is stupid and fucked up this is not right like no one ever worries about what the message we're sending to men in their movies i mean that's a really good point and i think you know it's evident because well you know we could argue to you know the cows come home what american society is today but it certainly doesn't feel like twilight <laughs> that makes sense you know? <laughs> right? like, coming on and it's not like there's like exactly it's it's just fun and it's stupid and it's a fantasy so like shit man let everyone have the fantasy because that discourse like i said never gets applied to movies that are just geared towards men aka everyone (laughs) And, and there's like this old i mean i shouldn't say old it's kind of a newer argument like that we don't have like b movies anymore like every movie has to strive to be awesome yeah like yes you know even our superhero movies have to be like the best or people get mad and this is this series is a good argument for like you know what let's just like enjoy this like (laughs) yeah just don't question it it's like it's suffocating us in our sleep and it's telling us like "Shh, shh, shh just go with it it's okay and, like, if you fight it, you're going to have a bad death. But if you just let Twilight, like, smother you in your sleep, you'll go peacefully. I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, not all entertainment has to be art. I would not qualify this as art. I, oh, I disagree. I think it's art in such an amazing car crash way. Like, you could not, you couldn't purposefully make a movie like this to be so half-assed yet compelling like i'm gonna bring up the makeup again because it is so bad the <laughs> are atrocious the makeup is atrocious and this movie had a budget so where did it go 
I think that's art. I just think it's a different type of art. <laughs> what was the budget? Let me see. Twilight, 2008 budget. Just wait till you get to the other movies because this movie made a shit ton of money that the men at the studios did not expect, which surprised me and all my girlfriends at the time because we all had plans to go see it opening night. Like, we knew. <laughs> well, you said it. So $37 million budget. I'm kind of surprised. But it made $393 million. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's amazing. But but the thing is, and this I love this too, because this movie's always so under like undervalued, is that you know, the quote unquote experts were surprised, but anybody who read the books or was frankly a woman, like around that time, and like we we all had plans to go see it. So it's it was not a surprise to any of us. That's what's like confusing because I remember these being popular and I would think that they would Look, I mean, again, I'm, uh, Harry Potter's on the mind because I just did it on this podcast. And obviously Harry Potter was a book sensation. And then they to have the, uh, I don't know, to be like, hey, we love this series. We're going to make a big budget movie every year for like uh, almost a decade is such a commitment that you rarely ever see. So I'm just surprised that this didn't, maybe not the Harry Potter treatment, but this didn't get like... I'm just surprised that while this didn't, like, maybe not the Harry Potter treatment, but something close to it, like, oh, we know there's money here, let's invest. Obviously, they didn't think that. Because they underestimate things geared towards teenage, like, teenage girls specifically just get underestimated. I mean, which is insane, though. It's insane. Like, teenage girls go to the movies, no? Like, Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, because the people in charge, and I still think it's so funny, they replaced all the women with men. When he realized they were like having something successful, it's so like, like typical. <laughs> so like, for any other series, I would be so angry. For Twilight, I just kind of shrug. I'm like, no, that tracks. That that makes sense. Like, <laughs> Catherine Hardwick was honestly too good for the source material. Like, <laughs> she is, and like the the books get worse and worse. So I think it's kind of funny that the men were like, that's enough, ladies. You uh, you showed that this was proof of concept, but the real people are here now to take oh, it over. Oh, God. <laughs> like, that's, but that's what it is. But that's the thing. It's like Twilight is consistently underestimated. And even to this day, it is because who really likes it? It was just women. Like, you don't really see a lot of dudes who are like Team Edward, Team Jacob. So I just, it just seems like if you watch it, you're part of like a club as and if you watch it through that lens, it's like, oh, this is this is who this like this movie was for. I mean, the, the series would, and we'll talk about obviously the other movies when we get to them. But the series would end up making over three billion dollars. Yeah. Um, and this film with a thirty-seven million dollar budget, it would just increase. The next one is fifty million. The one after that is sixty-eight million, and the last two are a hundred ten and a hundred twenty million, you know, respectively. <laughs> so, oh my God, there's so many CGI wolves starting in the next movie. <laughs> it's, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. And again, I'm gonna do you a favor that I'm not gonna look at a single wolf picture until don't, I watch that film because I don't. really don't know what they look like. I have no idea. They're not as dumb as you as you're expecting, but they're not great either. I have zero expectations. Like, I don't know if they're like, and don't tell me, but I don't know if they're like wolf-man hybrids. I don't know if they're just like complete timberwolf-looking things. Don't tell me. I don't know. (laughs) I will tell you this. It has nothing to do with the wolves. But for whatever reason, the people who play the wolves are all wearing jean cutoff shorts. What? All the time. (laughs) What? I'm not even 
kidding. They just walk around shirtless with jean cutoff shorts. While they're what? You know what? Don't tell me. I want to. It's so so good. I want to find out on my own. I I can't wait. That's the thing. Like you have to come into these movies with a joyful heart, expecting this bullshit. And I swear to God, it just makes these movies so much better to watch. Is there a scene or scenes you you want to talk about? We already covered vampire baseball, which is like my like my favorite scene. And because... they spend a lot of time on it. Well, yeah, because Stephanie Myers talks about the band Muse in her book a lot, and she listened to Muse as she wrote the book. And Muse is Bella and Edward's favorite band. It really feels like a high school project. She she made a lot of money. I'm not gonna diss her. I wish I could have her money. Billions. But it feels like something that like I or people I knew would, you know, like it feels like a Zanga like fanfic thing, you know? You know what I'm saying? Or am I crazy? (gasps) I am so glad you brought that up because guess what? I hope you don't know this because I feel like I'm about to blow your mind. Fifty Shades of Grey. Is literally a Twilight fan fiction um, slash fiction novel that uh, the chick E.L. James had to change the names of the characters in order to get published. What? I did not know yes! that. Yes. Yes. What? <laughs> yes. I kind of knew she started like that. I had no idea there was a Twilight connection. It was. Yeah, wow. That's, that's Edward and Bella. That's E.L. James's Edward and Bella. That makes so much sense that it's scary and that's also like again I, i'm as familiar with 50 shades of gray as i am with, with the twilight series but that makes so much sense that that yeah. author started as a twilight fanfic thing that no, it's like that, that book started as a twilight or, that's what i mean like oh my yeah. god that it's like Wow. So, like, as much as people shit on the writing of Twilight, the fact that that was just, like, a derivative <laughs> of that is, like, amazing. Oh, God. It's, like, Twilight is a gift that keeps on giving. Wow. Oh, that's, okay. Well, let me think of my favorite scene. So, I will bring up this because Con Air is one of my favorite movies of all time. I <laughs> always get so excited when I see this guy. I don't know his name. But the science teacher is the DEA agent that gets sent on the plane in Con Air and then oh, gets shot. Yeah. You're right. That's so obscure, but you're right. Because <laughs> I'm a Con Air like, aficionado. As much as I am a Twilight expert, I am also a Con Air expert. So this is the perfect overlap of my two things. Oh, I mean, it's perfect. <laughs> okay, so I have a question for you. Yes. Did you like how they killed James at the end? <laughs> uh, Refresh my memory. Which one was James? James was the bad blonde vampire. Okay, okay, okay. How they kill him like three times and then have a bonfire over his body and dance. So it was very weird, right? Because like they explained that they were going to do this and then Mm -hmm. they did it. I I was like, no pun intended. I felt disconnected from it, (laughs) especially like from their reactions to it. bonfire while Bella's dying of her vampire bite. Yeah. Okay, that, I mean, if we want to jump to that, let's do it, right? Like, so when she's running away, or, the, you know, they go to Phoenix, there's, yep. like, this this epic battle. It's not I, epic. I guess, I guess, yeah. It's a half-assed battle at the end, because the story and the movie have to close now. And, and, yeah, I was like, oh, that's it? Okay. So... <laughs> I totally thought it was going to be like horror trope, like he's going to come back and something was going to happen, but didn't happen. Um, 
you, you have Edward has like she's got the vampire venom, and I guess Edward yeah. has to suck it out of her. I don't know why he has to, and Carlisle can't. Yeah, the doctor can't. That was my f- first thing. And <laughs> Edward gets the taste of her blood, and he can't stop theoretically. And the way that like uh, why I keep forgetting the doctor guy. Uh, we just said Carlisle. Carlisle because it's yeah. not a real name. So silly. But the the fact that Car the way Carlisle's telling him to stop is so like nonchalant. <laughs> I I'm know. Like, Grab him. Edward, stop. Her blood is clean. You're killing her. Edward. Stop. Stop. Find the will. You're just like, dad or whatever. Like, you can do that. Like, get him away. Like, you know, you know he doesn't want to do that. You know if he ends up killing her. Or, or whatever, he's gonna regret it. Like it's not like you're doing him a disservice. Grab him, <laughs> say something. I'd be like, oh my god, what are you doing? He's like, you really shouldn't be doing that. Like, you know? <laughs> I know. there's no sense of urgency. And I'm like, the stakes feel like super low because of it. You know, <laughs> there's li- it's like there's it's so good. It's just so good. It's magic. Like the way they chose to. That scene makes no sense. I like. I'm like. Was what take was that? I'm sure they were all first takes. I'm sure there were no second takes in this movie. <laughs> but then again, so okay. So what's the bad, the bad vampire called? So there's three. There's three of the but, bad vampires. But the one who gets like you know like remember James. He gets his head ripped off. Yes. Bloodlessly ripped off. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's another thing. But I, I figured maybe they have different bodies. I don't know. So, so James, though, he did remind me of that, like, classic late 90s, like, goth vampire kind of. When I say goth, I don't mean, like, gothic. I mean, like, kids I went to high school with, vampire-looking people. He's just, like, because he had dirty hair, too. Like, it's, like it was so good. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say I disliked him. I just was... <sighs> he was a means to an end. He was a non-entity. Yes, exactly. He was, like, I, <laughs> he's just a reason to go to Phoenix. <laughs> uh, it, it, maybe because I know that there's more movies that like I didn't I never felt like oh god she's gonna die or anything like that um, they didn't even think she, oh god she's gonna die during the scene no so uh, it's, it's so a good. weird climax it's a weird climax like um, because the books don't really have a climax I'm telling you <laughs> like it's the best part I, I cannot stress enough Nothing happens for 85% of the book. And then Stephanie Myers is like, oh, well, better do something. Let's throw in some murderous vampires. And they're not even, they're not even that like, okay. So the ending, right? Like it's, sorry, what's the, what's the woman's name? Victoria. Victoria. Like, (laughs) why is she a prom? Yes. Okay. So (laughs) their whole time they're teasing prom. Like uh, Bella gets asked like 90 times to prom and she's like, (laughs) You know, pawns the guys off to her other new friends, you know, essentially. she's special. <laughs> yes. And uh, she's like, I'm not going to prom. I can't dance. That's so good. I don't dance, you know. Oh, my God. And you know she's going to go with the glittery vampire. You know it's going to happen. Of course. 
And he he has a line like when he's okay. Or, okay, so sorry, she's in the hospital after this whole thing. There's like a whole lie made up. The mom's there. Who again? Her husband's a minor league baseball player, which makes more sense now that you tell me their what their age is supposed to be. But <laughs> I was like, how old is this minor league baseball player originally? Like, not that he looked old, but I'm like. They don't play it like they're young parents, you know? So I was super confused with, like, like, did she marry a much younger man? That's cool if she did. I don't understand. <laughs> but so I was lost. Regardless, whatever. She wakes up in the hospital, and she's like, I'm not good. You know, I'm going back to Washington. The mom's like, why? And then suddenly they're back in Washington. Um, yeah, she's like, okay. <laughs> it's like the amount of autonomy they give this 17-year-old <laughs> child is insane. Insane. Because again, you filled me in. This is not supposed to be a seventeen-year-old child. This is supposed to be a housewife, like you know, like. Oh, like... she should be married off within a year for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so she, you know, they're back in Washington. She's broken her her leg or her foot or something. I don't know. She's she's in like a, a boot, like a boot, like a cast. Yeah. And you know, so it's prom. She walks down the stairs and like it's a very typical high school. Yeah. But. Yeah, they show up at prom and it's also like day and night at the same time. I'm not. I'm really confused about that. But they. Um, wait, 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 wait! You're leaving out the part where Jacob is bribed to tell her to oh give her. Oh my god! A okay. Can, warning. The way the acting is in this scene, like I'm not. He's like, you know, oh, yeah. My my dad paid me twenty bucks to say that you should break up with your girlfriend. Like, oh, you're really convincing, buddy. Yeah. Well, well, if you put it like that, bye, Edward. Like, come on. <laughs> From what we, from what at least I think I know, that like they're obviously going to, there are rivals and they're going to be rivals. I don't know why he's not like, hey, listen, this is a big deal, you know? It just, and because there's no sense of urgency in the movie of anything, yeah, of anything. It's, it's so good, but it's not played like like mumblecore or like in a hipster no. kind of way. Like you know, how, like there are films like where there's no sense of urgency, but like. It's interesting because it feels like real life. Like that's not because this. it's intentional and it's ironic. No, there's no, there's no irony in Twilight. It just it's 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 great. It's like this movie has been dropped on its head five times. Truly, it's so good. Ah, uh, so prom. Um, they they get their dance. Oh, that's what I was gonna mention. He has this line like prom is a for- formidable you know, thing for, for a teenager or something like that. Like Cause he's 150 years Yeah, old. like, I feel like you had to go, which implies that he's been many times. Yeah, of course he has. With who? Who cares? He's probably the weirdo masturbating in a corner because, again, the 114-year-old emotionally abusive, sexually frustrated vampire. I don't think he's allowed to do that in his <laughs> vampire-invented faith, Okay. <laughs> Oh, God. The way he just tells her what to do, and she has no agency, and so dumb, she goes along with it, like, well, okay. Which, again, it does not feel, and I know it's different for you, because, like, you know, Kristen Stewart and Twilight are probably hand-in-hand for you, but for me, that feels, like, so anti-Kristen Stewart, if that makes sense, you know? like No, but okay, but it's anti-Kristen Stewart because she had to do Twilight, and she's like, what is this shit? <laughs> and, like, decided to do something else after. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> no, it's so true. Um, now, qu- question. Maybe I'm crazy, but they did date in real life, right? Or no? Yeah, but don't you okay. remember she cheated on him with the director of Snow White and the Huntsman, oh, and they got back together. Yeah. And Donald Trump was like, "I don't know why you took her back." To, like, it's 
Oh my god, I forgot about all that. Yes. Here's okay. Here's what you haven't brought up yet because I don't think you know this. Robert Pattinson has two songs on the soundtrack, and like, and they're played in the movie. Okay, I was going to ask about that. I did not know this till I saw now, and I did not know which ones. But I was watching the credits, and it said that. Yup. And I was like, wait, what? It's the scene. So I know exactly. I won't say who, but a member of Pajiba was hanging out with me and I forced them to watch this movie. And I go, oh, here's Robert Pattinson singing. And they're like, nah. I was like, are you really fucking trying to challenge me on Twilight and tell me I don't know when Robert Pattinson singing? And they were like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. That's Robert Pattinson. How singing. is that not more a known thing? Like, Well, it is to people who like when Twilight was released, because I think he got so famous that he dropped the music thing. But in 2008, it was very well known amongst people who watched Twilight that he really considered himself, himself almost more of a musician than an actor. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. So the music was in the in the coffee shop scene when he's like, I can read minds. And she's like, what's wrong with me that you can't read mine? Oh, God. <laughs> so good. So you followed me. I was trying to keep a distance unless you needed my help. And then I heard what those lowlifes were thinking. Wait. <laughs> You say you heard what they were thinking? So what, you... You read minds. I can read every mind in this room, apart from yours. Just money, sex, money, sex. Cat. And then you, nothing. It's very frustrating. Is there something wrong with me? See, I tell you I can read minds, and you think there's something wrong with you. (laughs) (laughs) He's singing that, and then as he's sucking the venom at the end, that's him too. Gotcha, which is interesting i mean he obviously gave them permission and stuff so because he wanted like he wanted that until he got twilight famous he's like oh shit i don't want any of this he strikes like that makes so much sense now he strikes me as like those actors who see themselves more as musicians and maybe not taking it so seriously they're just trying to forward their music career huh that like that's cool. I like that. <laughs> I love him so much. He's one of my favorite. My, so my favorite Twilight Robert Pattinson anecdote is like during Twilight Mania. I'm sure you've heard this one that he was like filming in like Romania or somewhere. And there's like he had a stalker who would hang outside his hotel every day. And so he finally invited them to dinner and just bitched at them for an hour and a half about everything wrong in his life. And then they stopped showing up. Oh my, I didn't know that. I think I just avoided everything with this film until like now, so. Oh no, the press tour for the films were so good because all the actors, especially him, knew it was shit. And they like danced around it. And oh, the self-loathing he portrayed during those press tours was so, it was beautiful. Were you like an active writer when any of these films were released? I wish, no. So back in the day, so this was, I had a lot going on 2008 to 2012. I was, I like moved to England during that time and all that stuff. So no, I, I was not on Pajiba, but I make up for it now. Gotcha. No, I'm like. All of my Twilight content. <laughs> I, didn't, like, I didn't know even, wow, that's a short span. So 2008 to 2012. Um, they had one a year. That's crazy. 
So, because like, so now you know, as we've discussed in previous episodes, but guys, if you're listening for the first time, Kay Hudson, you are a what is it called? Like a official Rotten Tomatoes person? I don't know. I forget what the name <laughs> is. Oh, I forget. It's like I'm a, 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 a Rotten Tomatoes approved critic. <laughs> yes, you're a Rotten Tomatoes approved critic. If if for some reason they were to make a some kind of Twilight where they brought the actors back, you could muscle your way onto that press tour, right? I probably could. I'm not sure I'd want to. Why not? Like, because, like, actually, I take that back for Twilight because they're all pretty open about it being Twilight. But I'm, <laughs> it's like the same canned responses, like in the same, they have to answer the same five questions. It's like, eh. Like, talking to celebrities, because I live in LA, like, it happens, right? Like, I've never found them to be that compelling in real life or that interesting. Like, I would prefer to be, like, love and respect and talk about Twilight from afar because it's better to be an outsider looking in. I, I understand that. I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I would if I would never say no to that opportunity, but I just, I really like just writing about Twilight for Pajiba now because no one's talking about Twilight anymore, but occasionally I'll get like massive traffic on stuff. Like when Rami Malik went for best actor, I had the highest post of the night because my post was now Twilight has an Academy Award winning cast. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> now, so I will always take a Twilight opportunity and apply it to Pajama to the point where they're all really sick of me talking about Twilight. And again, I, I I've really enjoy your stuff in Pajama, but I've haven't read too much of your Twilight stuff because again, <laughs> Pretty much ignore Twilight, but I know you have a lot because I just see the headlines, and I, I purposely <laughs> am going to avoid all of it unless sure. you're like, and no, 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 I, I want to read it, but I think when we finish. But if you tell me, hey Brian, this is not going to spoil anything, which I'm sure it would, I'll read it. But I, some of your like, <laughs> yeah. I, I pulled it up now. Some of the headlines, like this one, I just pulled up. Twilight is the greatest film series in history. Scuck, suck it, Scorsese. Like Kate Hudson. <laughs> Don't read that one because I spoil a lot. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. So I'm not going <laughs> to. And I stand by that. So is anything can suck it. <laughs> when it comes to vampires, only Blade with Twilight by Kate Hudson. That's interesting. It's true. It's true. Blade is my <laughs> second favorite vampire series. Good to know. <laughs> oh, here's the one you're talking about. Remy Malek's Oscar now means the Twilight Saga has an Academy Award winning cast by Kate Hudson. <laughs> Wait, so the dog keeps barking. Does this mean you're Team Jacob? I, I think just from my love of dogs, I would be Team Jacob, but I know nothing about Jacob. And not going to lie, he hasn't really won me over in the first film. <laughs> he won't. <laughs> he always looks like he's smelling a fart. And he's angry about it. Oh, man. <laughs> it's so I, And, okay, I don't know like Taylor Lautner from anyone, but I do remember like a time where he was really trying to make it as an action star and <laughs> it just wasn't working for him. Am I crazy or is that a thing? No, it's a thing. It's the same for Kellen Lutz. Like Kellen Lutz was a- <laughs> 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 like the best thing about these movies is that you can tell who's going to be able to shake off Twilight and continue to have a career and versus who is not going to be able to shake off Twilight. <laughs> It's not you're that hard. You're right. It's not, uh, Bella Swan's Twilight House is available. I know. I'm going next year for my birthday. Are you really going for your oh birthday? Oh, my God. Of course. Yeah. That is awesome. That's awesome. Like, I can think of nothing. 
I'd like to do more than go stay at Bella Swans. I've written about that for Pajiva too. I am that, going. No, that's what I'm reading it from. I'm just reading oh. all your. I'm just reading all your, your Twilight Pajiva things. Now, what month is your birthday in? October. I'm Ooh, Scorpio. We got a while. We got a while. But you know, yeah. we have a while to finish this. I hope. I don't think we will be, but I hope we're not done by October because I'd like a recap of that. Oh, I will come and give you a recap regardless. <laughs> I mean, I will, you don't understand. I will always talk about Twilight because it gives me <laughs> such joy. And I love talking about Twilight with someone who's never seen it because you go on expecting something just bad and dumb and you get something so much more than that. So uh, a podcast you've been on, uh, on this network, Too Fast, Too Forever, uh, Occasionally, you know, the Fast and Furious podcast here. I love those guys. I love those series. Yeah, sorry. Occasionally, uh, they'll, you know, bring on someone who's never seen a Fast and Furious film. And really? I'm not one of them. Yeah. And you're not one of them, obviously. No. Because, again, I've, I've heard your appearances on there. And we'll never get to experience that. But for me, this is like that with Twilight. <laughs> And I, I'm fascinated by this. I don't know how that right? I've avoided this much, but, you know, this is going to be a fun journey. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Because the discourse around this movie just shits on it without ever embracing it for what it's like. Here's the problem with the, what, how people talk about Twilight who don't like Twilight. It just gets shit on. Like, then the, the, you're never giving it a chance. And I promise you, it is so bizarre and magical in its own weird way. It's like, it's like a really cute puppy that just keeps shitting on a carpet. And, <laughs> and, like, running into a wall. And, like, it, it, and it's all its parts are sort of not where it should be. But you love this dog anyway. <laughs> oh, that makes it, total sense. Right? And it's like, if you take this series of movies like that. And you would let it be for what it is. I'm telling you, anybody can find enjoyment in this. And it's not just women. It's for anybody. <laughs> if you just go with it. And if you have the right attitude going into it. Like, I mean, it is dumb. The story <laughs> is about an emotionally abusive, sexually frustrated vampire. And his girlfriend, who literally must have been dropped on her head every single day for like the first five years of her life. Right? That's what this is about. Cool, we get it. <laughs> embrace that and embrace that all of her friends in high school are basically just foils to show how other girls aren't as special as Bella and all the boys in high school are just there to basically ask her out so that we know she's desirable and Edward has won her also like it's uh. beautiful it's beautiful <laughs> I can't disagree is there anything else um, from this first film in the Twilight series appropriately called Twilight that you want to talk about now that you have this forum here. Again, we're going to get into this. We're going to talk about all the others, but anything else from Twilight 1? I think we have to touch on Catherine Hardwick for a second because you don't understand what a good job she did yet because you haven't read the book and you haven't seen the other movies. <laughs> but from a purely like director standpoint, what she did was fantastic. Like the color palette she used, the shots she like took the way she created a sense of intimacy between this vampire and his severely brain damaged girlfriend. Like it is, it's amazing. It's truly like an amazing feat, which she accomplished. And this is, so this is my second favorite movie in the series. My favorite oh. is, num is number three um, because the plot is so bananas. I love it. Um, 
But from a technical standpoint, this is by far the best movie. If they had just handed this movie over, I think, to Bill Condon, who ended up directing like at least one or two of them from the get-go, we probably never would have had the next movie. She, they built this off of her, like, blood, sweat, and tears, and then they just pushed her to the curb. Oh, which is so awful. Like, in my notes, I wrote, like, this is actually a really beautiful film. Like, it gets yeah. ru- ruined by, like, stupid, like, the, the, the like, <laughs> running the vampires and stuff. Well, the it plot, yes. Yeah. by the plot. But, I mean, visually, <laughs> like, I wasn't so hot on, like, the vampire running and, like, some of that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know, whatever. But... In terms of just like, as you said, the color palette and just like the way the setting looks, like it's, I was like, I'm kind of surprised and I'm really disappointed that you tell me that, you know, this kind of stuff doesn't continue. So I think because she set the tone with the first movie, like it, there's elements of that still there, but it definitely loses the sort of intimate sort of female gaze for Bella for sure. Oh, it's disappointing. It's disappointing, but at the same time, <laughs> Stephanie Myers really goes rails with the actual plot so you won't miss it as much because it's so bananas what's about to happen oh i can't wait uh so question when do i get this michael sheen moment that i know that's ingrained in my head oh that one that's the fifth movie dude wow i gotta wait that long well no because there's many other michael sheen moments (laughs) starting in the next movie oh we get him in the next film okay okay Oh, dude, I, I, I can't wait for you <laughs> to find out how we get Michael Sheen. <laughs> oh, oh, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be it's awesome. So bad. Okay, so the second movie. By, so I, I to, to definitively rank my Twilight movies in order as far as from best to worst. It goes three, one, five, two, four. Okay, okay. Good to know. I mean, and that makes sense of what you said about four. So I guess I should actually tell everybody what those names are because they probably don't realize what what I'm talking about. So it goes Eclipse, Twilight, Breaking Dawn Part 2, New Moon, Breaking Dawn Part 4. But if we're ranking it from what the fuck moments, Breaking Dawn Part 4, it's it's like it's it's so good. It just has no plot. Like there's no plot. (laughs) Like, there's no conflict, there's nothing going on in Breaking Dawn Port for it, except for vignettes of, what the fuck was that? <laughs> um, we I mentioned uh, Too Fast, Too Forever a little bit before, and again, I know you've been on that show. Uh, Joe, too, one of the hosts of that. I, I think that. I think he's a Twilight fan, and I know he wants to get in on one of these, so maybe we'll let him in. <laughs> Who knows? As long, as long as it's not shitting on Twilight, you've got to be a fan to come on conversation i don't think i don't think he he will be because from what i heard i think he likes it show is awesome joe and i have a lot of overlap in our movies and he wanted to be part of breaking on part two because that is so bananas no but he he's i've been on a roll with him where like the last like couple movies i've done with like a couple exceptions like have all been movies he really likes so (laughs) and you know, spoiler alert, I don't think he listens to podcasts. Like, I know he's on them, <laughs> which I love anyway. You know, whatever. Like, that's great. Maybe, you know, m- maybe we'll bring him into the, this expanding Twilight family, but definitely later in the series because I need a little bit more groundwork because I'm, I have got a lot of questions and I know they're probably not going to end. But, uh, you know, I, I hope by w- the time we get to the Breaking Dawns that I'm a little bit more of like, I know people's names and stuff, you know? <laughs> oh, you don't Oh, you don't know names yet. 
I'm pretty like I'm okay with names. I'm learning them here. I'm still like, uh, oh yeah, you know. So just know that you don't need to know any of the high schoolers' names, like any of them. They don't matter <laughs> at Anna, all. Does Anna Kendrick come back? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because she still has to reiterate how other women are jealous of Bella. That's <laughs> oh, her so that's, whole purpose. Okay, so that's not just a first movie thing. No, she actually has one of my favorite lines. I So she, she in Breaking Dawn Part 4, I won't tell you because it gives way too much plot, but she has one of my favorite lines in all of this series because she says exactly what everyone is thinking. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, they're lucky they got her before she really blew up, too. Like, I'm sure, like, she's like Jennifer Lawrence with X-Men. She's like, I gotta go back and do this shit. It's just <laughs> up in the air. Like, <laughs> it's, oh, it's magic. It's all magic. That's, that. oh, it's just so beautiful. So despite you being an accredited reviewer, it really doesn't matter for this film. But Rotten Tomatoes has 49% by the critics on this film. And 73% by the audience for this film. And that's a lot of audience score because it's six. Oh, let's see, uh, yeah, six hundred twenty-five thousand plus audience score. So you know, and think and think of how many just asshole dudes went to go shit on Twilight with that score, and it's still seventy-five percent. Yeah. So uh, you know, here on High School Slumber Party, again, we've we've changed things recently that we're doing uh, an A. Okay, when I say A to F, you understand that A A plus applies, right? Because a lot of people have been not understanding that. But yeah, we do an A, we do an A to F scale here. How would you rank Twilight? Well, I think you know the answer, but in the true spirit of Twilight, I'm not going to adhere to your expectations, and I'm just gonna say on a scale of A to F, I rank it as a purple dog. Because that is, how, <laughs> that is how Twilight Twilight shits on your expectations and just does its own thing. Fair. I'll accept it. <laughs> now, but I want to know, what do you rank Twilight as? Um, honestly, like, it wasn't, I thought this was going to be worse or I'll say less enjoyable. I really don't know what, what to say about this film. Um... <laughs> I guess I'll give it a C and that's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's like, all right, you know, I'm in. I'll put let's put it that way. I'm in. I want to know more. I want to see more. And I think that's all you can ask for at the beginning of a series, right? Like I'm not like, oh God, this is gonna be tough. Like I'm excited to continue. <laughs> what I love about this too, and after you rewatch it, I guarantee you that score is gonna go up. You will give it a B next time. I promise you. <laughs> There's just something about it that really holds up to repeat viewings. The first time you're like, what the fuck? It was fine. I don't know what happened. Especially like, again, not reading the book or anything like that. Yeah. like the, So the more you know the story, so you don't have to like waste precious brain cells following the story. Because I imagine <laughs> like being like a virgin viewer of Twilight, you keep on expecting things to happen and they won't. So like it takes a while to like understand the twilight yeah. piece which is its own weird thing that <laughs> if you can just go back and watch it for what it is you will like relish all the like the bad shit oh okay so i forgot to bring this up but i know we're wrapping it up but no no, every, no go for it in every movie they will recreate the book cover so in this do you remember the scene where she's in the cafeteria and like she drops an apple and edward picks it up and then hands it to her cupped that's yes. the book cover. That's gotcha. the book cover. That was one of two scenes that I wrote down that I was like, oh, okay. And in terms of visually, like there's that, and there's that one where they're just like lying on the ground. You know what I'm they, talking about? 
They, oh yeah, because they call back to that scene like for the next piece. The the callbacks in this. That's a good point. Like there are several callbacks of the same scene in this film. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and they use the Twilight Edward and Bella's theme, that piano, like all the time. Oh, and their prom song is used in other movies as well. What? Oh god, this is gonna be fun. It's so like there's so much there's nothing new. Like it's it's so good. Although honestly, so the plot of the book three is probably my favorite, but the plot of book two is so what the fuck? It is just it's really like it's a boring slog for like the first like hour and forty minutes, but the last twenty are so worth it. <laughs> and spoilers, that's I will just tell you that's where Michael Sheen shows up, and I don't think that's a coincidence. Interesting. This is this is going to be fun. Like uh, again, I am so excited. Uh, so you've done this before. If you had to make a Twilight sleeping bag to bring to the slumber party, what would it look like? Um, Brian, you just watched Twilight. You know that's a dumb question because we all know Edward doesn't sleep. So <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> How dare you, sir? So I will say to answer that question, I would throw everyone on my back, say, "Hold on, Spider Monkey," and then just go climb a tree. Oh my why not? God, I wrote that line down. There's a couple here that I was, what? And that was one of them. You better hold on tight, spider monkey. The best is you're my own personal brand of heroin. We've learned to control our thirst. But it's you. Your scent. It's like a drug to me. You're like my own personal brand of heroin. Yes, that was the literally next one I Those wrote down. Those are my two favorite lines in the movie. What? Because <laughs> they're also in the book. And, like, I just love that our pats had to say that. Our pats had to deliver that line. <sighs> You're my own personal brand of heroin. Like That is Stephanie Myers. Leave, also. Myers. Like, it, it, if you're Bella, walk away. Like, I he know it's very... Very no, hard but, at that point, but... but he's, this is the same guy who keeps on saying, I want to kill you. I can't control myself around you. And I want to kill you. And her response is, I trust you. Trust you to what? Kill you? Like, he Ugh. just told you. Ugh. I, again, I know vampires don't exist. I don't know if I want to have a teenager. You know? Like, one day. <laughs> is there anything like this? <laughs> It's so good. I just I can honestly talk about Twilight forever. And the soundtrack is really like surprisingly good. Uh, so I wrote that note down too. I was surprised how much I enjoyed the soundtrack. I think if it was 2008, I would enjoy it a little bit more. But like, I was like, oh, this is like a I don't know. Like when you hear Twilight, I expected some really bad music, and we didn't really get that. No, in fact, Art Pat's recently said. I love how I call him Art Pat's. Like it's the Twilight era. <laughs> He's always Arpads to me. He even said, like, they asked him, like, do you have anything about Twilight you'd like to say? He's like, you know what? The soundtrack wasn't that bad. He's like, I, I forget how good those soundtracks were. <laughs> so I love that's, that's like, what he said. Like, he, like, that guy must have flashbacks. Like, he must have PTSD from being, like, just think of how invasive it was being Edward. And the best part is, it's like, he, he will even call Edward an emotionally abusive, sexually frustrated vampire. And that's how he played him. So he just, like, can imagine having women, like, break into your hotel rooms and you're playing that character and you hate that character. 
and you probably hate yourself. Like, it's just, it's so good. It's so interesting because, like, being a good person is probably disappointing those people breaking into his hotel room. <laughs> like, like I, I hope they don't expect him to be Edward because it's pretty fucked I'm up. I'm sure they do. I'm sure <laughs> they do. I do. Like, yeah, I bet they do. Like, it's just, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy that the woman, like Stephanie Meyer, like, you know, Stephanie Myers wants to fuck him too. It's just bizarre. Oh, God. I love him. I love him so much for that. Like, go back and watch some press tours of him. Like, just don't, don't spoil yourself with the other ones. Try to see if you can just see it for Twilight. Like, you see him for each movie you watch, watch the press tour because you see him just getting increasingly like, well, this is shit. Like, it's just, <laughs> he just gives up. Like, you see his soul dying and you see him just giving up. And it's just like, oh, it's beautiful. I love it. And his hair looks great in this movie. His hair has never looked better than in the Twilight movies. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I'm a fan for life of that guy. Now, this is going to be an interesting um, this segment. Again, we call Rent Two Movies, Get One Free. We've r- walked into our local blockbuster, if it existed. <laughs> uh, we, we rented Twilight. What other movies are we watching at this slumber party? Other Twilight films excluded. That's a good question. Obviously, Titanic. Same zeitgeisty. <laughs> Mania. And I fucking love Titanic. And... Probably Con Air, because <laughs> I think I always pick Con Air. I think so, yeah. <laughs> so Con Air and Titanic. It's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long, interesting, and fun <laughs> night. That's for sure. Okay, Kate, uh, what have you been up to on Pajiba? What's new with you? And where can people follow you if they want to? Well, I'm, I'm on Pajiba. I can never spell that. P-A-J-I-B-A. Pajiba.com. Um, I write basically all the time, so come join in and see me shoehorn Twilight into everything. <laughs> and you can, and I do it a lot. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at at Hudson Kate because I am not imaginative, and I got that Twitter handle in like 2008. And screw the other Kate Hudson. <laughs> I think this is like the latest we've talked about that on a podcast. I know it always comes up. That bitch. <laughs> Hey, you brought it up this time. I wasn't even thinking. It. I, I, I'm finally like to a very small swath of America. I'm finally becoming the first Kate Hudson they think about. No, like someone who says Kate Hudson, I think about you. You know, like I, I, yes. which fine, you achieved that at least again in I, my life. Phase one is complete, my friend. <laughs> well, this was a pleasure, and you know, I hope I wasn't presumptuous saying that you'll be on again for all the oh, other God, films no. but we have will, to do this at this point oh yeah i will literally talk i will talk about twilight all the time you don't understand i will word vomit on anybody about this so much as my excitement and love for this series and i hope i explained <laughs> why i hope it's no longer like oh no she won't want to bone edward which i wouldn't turn that down <laughs> who wouldn't want to bone a sexually frustrated vampire who wants to kill you that'd be interesting but it's more the cacophony of like fuckery that this movie exists in like its own weird demented universe which is why i love it i honestly think that when People who maybe know you from your podcast appearances here or not your writing because you make it pretty clear there. Again, I'm trying to avoid the Twilight (laughs) stuff, but I'm sure you have conviction there. But I think people maybe who have heard this show and heard you be like, really? She's being ironic by saying she really likes Twilight? But, you know, like this one, I, I had to see it for this podcast. I wanted to see it for this podcast. But 
I also wanted to give you a chance to prove why this was real, that it wasn't just like, I love Twilight because it sucks, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm so, you know, I'm happy to have you on, and this was awesome, and I cannot wait to continue this series. Okay, but here's the only thing. You have to power through the second movie because it really does like for reasons which will be readily apparent when you watch it that's the slog to get through the first time like i remember seeing the theater and be like what what is this shit (laughs) so i'm setting that expectation for you now you will enjoy it on all subsequent even the second movie holds up they just get better with time that's all i can say your first viewing is always gonna be like eh or like that was terrible but the more you watch it, even the fourth movie, you're like, oh, shit, no, this is crazy in the best way possible, in a way that you can't set out to be crazy, which is why <laughs> I love Twilight. It just happened. Well, I, again, really can't wait, and I appreciate you coming on, even though, you know, it seems like you, know, you had as much fun as I did, put it that way. <laughs> so. I I'm not being facetious. Anybody can engage with me on Twilight at any given moment, and I will <laughs> drop what I'm doing to have that conversation. Guys, please take advantage of this. <laughs> please. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, looking forward to the next one. I'll put it that yeah. way. I'll what is the next one called again? New Moon. New Moon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, come on. And I will just end this saying it was a pleasure and also Team Edward for fucking ever. Oh, I was going to ask. Okay. So. <laughs> Can't wait to discuss that. Can't wait to maybe debate that. Because, again, I've been declared Team Jacob, so maybe we'll be on opposite sides. So who knows? Team Edward, all I got to (laughs) say. All right. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you. Oh, man. I knew that was going to be fun, but I didn't know how fun. That was super enjoyable. Big thank you to Kate Hudson. Obviously, she'll be back. She'll be back for some more Twilight movies. And maybe something else. Who knows? Depending on our schedule, I guess. But definitely, definitely to complete 2020 as the year of Twilight on High School Slumber Party. But of course, we can't do a Twilight movie every week. No, we have to move on to a different topic. And next week, whoa, We are taking a break. I know, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, or at least I should say the North by me in New York, things are pretty chilly right now. Things are pretty cold. I kind of, I don't want to say I'm over the winter yet, but I kind of want to warm up. So I decided to take a little, take a little break from the cold and watch a movie that I haven't seen, wow, maybe since it came out on VHS at Blockbuster. The film is Surf Ninjas. On with it. New movie, Surf Ninjas. It's the story of these kids who get booted from their country by this evil dude. That was that. Now they're growing up in L.A. But I said... And their life's one major vacation. He's got a waxy old man-to-wave friction-reducing vehicle. Surfboard. Some gnarly ninjas give them a blast from their past. Those boys die tonight. So they gotta split with their one-eyed guru, her highnesses, huh? And go back and save their country. Which is cool, cause they meet this mystery babe. You wanna go to the mall sometime? And like one dude. 
these superpowers. One can see the future in his Sega game. And one, well, one's a geek. There's dynamite here. We'll throw it at him. I got one. One, two, dudes. And now they gotta fight the righteous fight. And basically kicks up. You gotta see Ernie Reyes Jr. Rob Schneider. He can get a job as a sushi chef, no problem. Wild thing, Tone Loke. Brothers don't serve. And Leslie Nielsen. As Colonel Chief. In a film by Neil Israel. Surf Ninjas. I love the part when I was like, ah! Sorry. How many of you remember Surf Ninjas out there? If you don't, check it out. It's going to be fun. My good friend Chris Carroll is our guest. He loves the movie. Can't wait to talk about it. Can't wait to get into a nice little warm surfing mode in the dead of January. (laughs) Well, again, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you enjoyed our beginnings of the Twilight Saga. And Happy New Year once again. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Remember, class participation is a huge part of your grade, and you can participate on Facebook, you can participate on Instagram, and you can participate on Twitter, or you can email me at highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. That's highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. So let's see. I'll leave you with a band we talked about briefly. I I I don't know if you're a fan. I I think I was a fan back in the day. The band is Muse. We know the author of Twilight is a fan. And the song is from the Twilight soundtrack. It's called Supermassive Black Hole. Later, dudes.